JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. Now, Jules, I can't believe it, um, how long it's been, but uh, picture a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Julia Mm -hmm. leaving the big smoke, packing up her (laughs) Mazda 2 and driving her way out of the big smoke through the (laughs) western roads going, how bad is the Bruce Highway, (laughs) working her way right up to Bundaberg. Oh, that was me two years ago, goodness. Two years ago to the day, Julia. Today is something very special, and I wanted to set aside a little bit of time just to celebrate you. For everyone listening, um, two years ago on this day, Jules jumped on Triple M Bundy for the first time ever. Yep, first time, full-time radio. Here I was thinking you were surprising me with the coffee. This is so much better (laughs) going down (laughs) the road of a little nostalgia. Well, it's worth looking back over. Two years. Oh, no, no. I would not want to hear how bad it sounded back then. Well, I don't have, like, I I wanted to to get your first ever radio break here in Bundy. It would have been terrible. But it was was shit here. So I went, let's let's not do that again. Instead, what I've done is taken a look back over the past Last two years and everything you've achieved. <laughs> G'day, Jules. It's your co-host, best mate, good-looking guy and all-round top bloke here, JB. Just letting you know that today marks two years since you jumped on the airwaves right here in Bundaberg. Um, it's been a ride, to say the least. I'm so proud to have been a part of most of it. You've done some amazing stuff. Uh, of course, the odd song here and there. Some songs may be a little bit little bit too much. This was my personal favourite. Uh, of course, Jules, over this time you've also managed to make uh, several noises that make absolutely no sense. A little bit. Yep. Uh, and even more noises that make no sense. Yeah. Also, we can't forget that time that you swore on air. F***ing say it right. Disgusting. But on top of that, you've also been, been able to really announce and bring the house down with your beautiful voice. Are you ready to rumble? And sometimes even doing it in your sleep. A big thank you for sharing the audio of you asleep. But in your time, you've also uh, done some amazing stuff. Who'd have thought you would have met a surfing duck? And put together a band. Which I'm glad to report really improved from that practice. (laughs) Um, You also have managed to stitch your family up. Remember that time you made your mum cry? You know how we're doing the chilly week? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know how I said one of us had to get a tattoo? Oh, yeah. Um... Well, we had to, you know, spin the wheel and see who it would land on. Oh, yeah. And it's me. Oh, doll, don't, please. Doll. <laughs> doll, don't. Yeah, I still don't think Mark's heart has uh, repaired from that one. <laughs> uh, it was fantastic, to say the least. And in your time, of course, going from the middle of Melbourne, a city gal, who'd have thought that you would officially become a Queenslander? I, Julia Greenhalf. I, Julia Greenhalf. Former resident of the state of Victoria. Former resident of the state of Victoria. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear, oh God. To uphold the name of Queensland with integrity and pride. 
to uphold the name of Queensland with integrity and pride. Yep, it's um, been uh, an amazing journey. I'm so proud to have done it with you. Two years in Bundaberg. You should be bloody proud of how much you've grown, uh, how much you've achieved and how much you've given back. Bundaberg is lucky to have someone like you. A very happy two years, Jules, from myself and everyone in this beautiful city. Goodness me, thank you. A little trip down memory lane. What a trip down memory lane, and I'm disappointed that in two years my singing still hasn't improved. (laughs) That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Me and my wife, Jess, we decided that we would do something different for our Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. So we packed up a bit of a lunch, we organised ourselves, we got up bright and early, and we made our way out to Biggenden. And went a little further out to Mount Walsh National Park. I hear that's a really nice hike. I hear that it's a, I heard it was a beautiful hike as well. I heard yep. the views are amazing. I heard nothing but all really, really good reviews. So it seemed worth it. It seemed 100% yep. worth it. And so Jess and I are expecting a little bit of like a pleasant. Oh. Beautiful. Pleasant hike. We go up and we waltz. Oh, romantic picnic up the top we of put the a mountain. View. We might get oh, a little gross. Might get a little bit of a sweat up, but it's a nice little way to kick off your Sunday. Does it work Post getting a sweat everyone? on as a couple? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. All right. It does. But um, yeah, we got out, depending what you're doing. <laughs> uh, but uh, we we got there, and yes, we're expecting this pleasant experience. Instead, um, we got the most chaotic hike I've ever done. <laughs> Me and my missus all fours plowing through a bit of mud and wetness. As bloody, oh, because it rained. It, right. it got wet, and <laughs> I am just charging up this thing. Bloody, oh. Oh, no. Hooked there as goes anything. the great idea. I the beautiful thought, hike. I'll put it this way. After my, after this hike, I seen Rafael Nadal last night and thought he was less sweaty than I was. <laughs> it was that. Oh, mate, it was full on it. For all those people that said Mount Walsh is a Mount Walsh, it's a pleasant little hike. It's not. You're full of it. I don't know if I took the wrong track. <laughs> Maybe. But where I was walking was out of control, and I should have known it was bad. Really? Why? I what would have given it away? I should have known I was in for a fair bit of hardship when we got about, I'd say, a, a kilometre into it. Oh, no. How so, long is the hike in general? Well, I think we ended up hiking about three and a bit okay. in total, but uh, of four in total. But um, it was maybe not even that far. Not even. It was within the first K that mm. I, I should have known things had gone bad. Should have turned back. I'm walking along and I look over to my left-hand side. I get to like a bit of a flat spot, which is very rare because yes. it's extremely steep. Bit of look, respite. Look over to my left and I notice... Um, I noticed it, it, this always upsets me when people don't clean up after their pets. Oh, no. There's signs for that. How like, often does it happen uh, that you're walking along and you see a little doo-doo, someone's not cleaned up after be their a better dog? human. Just pick it up mm. or at least put it in the bag and leave it there. And I look down and I see feces. And Ooh. I've gone, mate, clean up after your dog. And then I've gone, hold on one second. Oh, no. That is not from a dog. Oh, that is human. Uh, how did how, okay? How did you know it was from a human? The sheer size. I've seen oh. human poos. I know my dad's a plumber. I know oh, human poos. No. Little little pile of toilet paper. For the love of God, mm. who and I should have known. If Use you're a tree, if you're that, yeah, throw grab a leaf and throw it away from the track. Don't leave your dirty nug right sitting where I'm going to try and walk. It's not a monument on the hike. Oh, I tell you what. So I pulled my pants up and got the hell out of there. <laughs> what else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Do you like card games? I do. I do like card games, actually. Have you ever played the game called Bridge? <laughs> no, I haven't. But Jess's grandfather mm-hmm. is an avid bridge player. He plays it every week, and 
is completely and utterly addicted. It's normally known as like the elderly will go and play bridge. It does attract older older people interested in the game. And I've never played it myself, but I have been interested because the bridge club here in Bundaberg, they're looking for new members. They put out a, a bit of a post to try and get some recruits. Okay, so they're looking for people of all ages to get involved. Any ages. Uh-huh. I guess maybe what appeals to the elderly is that it helps fight off uh, older illnesses like dementia and that sort of thing by keeping the brain nice and active. Yeah, it's also a nice social outing for the elderly, but um, I'd love to see a combination of, of young and old at something like this. Me too. And so I was thinking, what can we do to help out the Bundaberg Bridge Club? They're looking to get people on board. So why not put together an ad and help them get the word out? Are you a young person and like older people's games? Are you an old person worried you're losing your marbles? Are you shaking your head? Is your family nodding? Well, put down the knitting needles. Forget your Sudoku. And don't crack your knees at crochet. Yep, join the Bundaberg Bridge Club instead. Save those pennies and play for free every Thursday for six weeks. Pick your partner wisely. Battle it out for glory. And make friends, or enemies, for a life at the Rec Precinct. Hell, maybe even Victor and you will lock eyes for the first time. Got no idea how to play, but want to lock in that social date? Trevor's the man to help you study up. Or just Google the rules. Join Bundaberg Bridge Club today. Don't lose the plot, because we got you a spot at the Bundaberg Bridge Club. That'll work. That'll work. It will Actually, flooding in already. People I are knew it. They've booked out. Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. I'll take you back about a year ago when you and I were facing a fair dilemma right here in the studios. Every single time we seemed to walk in, there was someone screwing around with us. Oh, yeah. It was the worst. We were always on edge. It for was those, the bloody rat. It was the rat. So for those that don't remember the rat, about a year ago, someone in our midst, they kept on, they left a little rat. They did dodgy videos. They used to steal our stuff. They used to leave stupid, scary photos in different places. I just places. hated coming to work at that time. We were terrified because this rat was haunting us. Now, we found evidence that suggested there were a couple of our work colleagues. This is a look mm. back. And this was basically where we got to with the rat. There's incriminating evidence against Anne. On top of that, we've gone back, infiltrated the printers, found out to be printed out from, yes, Zoe's account on that Friday (laughs) afternoon. Ten copies. To wonder what it could be. Uh, On top of that, also, you've outdone yourself with your video editing. What course are you doing at the moment there, Anne? Graphic design. Uh, Yeah, but that wasn't me, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's impressive. So, was this your handiwork? I cannot do uh, graphic design to save my life. Is there a third rat? Stop them in! <laughs> there has to. It has to be an inside job. Has to be inside. Bull. I, doing as I'm told. Bull crap! I don't believe this for a second. Are you lying? Now I'm turned on everyone. I'm Would not you lying. believe we're just pawns in a game? Oh no, they're <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell us it was Bedford. So we were on the. We thought we'd nailed down that it was uh, Ant Man yes. and Zoe, who was the rat who was stuffing with us. But as you heard in that bit of audio from a year ago, they both said, yes, we did a little bit, but we're not the main culprit. We are not the puppeteer pulling the strings. After much interrogation, we thought, how has this happened that we can't nail down the real culprit? Jules, something has come up today that has made me realise that it's been right under our nose the entire time. Today? What's happened today? Well, today is, of course, uh, the new year, the year of the tiger for the Chinese New Year. Oh, it is true. Yeah, yeah, there's dragon dancing and stuff today. There's dragon dancing. There's a fair event going on today. But um, it 
basically with the with the Chinese New Year and Chinese zodiac signs, a different mm. animal aligns with the year that you're born. Oh yeah, like I think I'm year of the dog or something. No, like you're that. not. You're no? year of the rooster. Am I? Yeah, I'm year of the monkey. You're year of the rooster. What do you? Oh, I told you, you that yesterday. Things. And oh. then he said, "Is there a dog?" And I said, "Yeah, there is, but you're not it." So <laughs> you just, on the dog. You just wanted to be the dog. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm the monkey. You're the rooster. And um, for those that uh, that want to know, you can just Google it. But basically, this year is the year of the tiger. So any child born this year mm-hmm. is claimed as a tiger. Um, I decided to figure out a few years um, of our work colleagues to go okay. just out of curiosity, see who everyone is. So um, you ask for a birth year and you can figure it out? And I can figure it out. So I've asked around, gotten a few of them, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Of course, yours being the rooster, mm-hmm. not the dog. <laughs> um, and I've asked one boss man, Bedford, what his year of birth is. Yep. He's born in the year 1984. Okay. When it comes to Chinese zodiac signs, mm. can you guess... Which Chinese zodiac sign 1984 aligns with? Oh, I don't know. Which are the different ones? Tommy. It aligns with the rat. <laughs> he's born no. in the year of the rat. He's, he's rat-like in his behaviour. <gasps> we should have known all along. It was Nathan in... Bossman oh. Bedford has been the rat this entire time. It took us a year to figure it out. It was in his nature to be the rat. Yep, and if you're listening, Bossman Bedford, I asked you earlier, but I'll ask you again. Please bring us a coffee. They're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. This is going to be some breaking news. This is going to take over all of the headlines of Bundaberg. Nay, Queensland. Nay, Australia. The world. Because I have evidence to suggest that aliens live among us. Right here in Bundaberg. I'll tell you how it's going to make the news. This will be the headline. uh, Mm -hmm. Like, this will be the statewide headline. Bundaberg radio announcer loses the plot and carries on like a Fruit Loop on live radio. I thought you might say this. I thought you might scoff, roll your eyes, walk out potentially. But I have proof. I have undeniable proof that I saw this morning on Windermere and Mungara Scenic Roads. Now, this is uh, the roundabout. Undeniable. Undeniable. 100% confirmed. I saw this uh, this morning and when I was driving home from pole dancing last night, and I have seen it a number of other times as well. So I thought I won't just bring it up willy-nilly, seeing it once. I've got to wait until there's been a pattern. Undeniable proof. (laughs) But when you get to the end of Windermere Road, um, there connects to Wungara Scenic Road with a roundabout. Yeah. And there's a couple of streetlights that are slightly above there. They're not too bright because of the turtles, right? Okay. They don't want to blind anything out. I have noticed when it is dark that there is a light right there that is flickering. Just one single light. This is undeniable evidence. Unden- I know you went to absolute the- town on me when you what when you heard about that silver car on the corner at Rifle Range Road. Oh, so you think that was aliens now? No. Where, no. Okay, what direction is this flickering The light, light is flickering down, and it's only when I am passing that I notice it. What do you mean it's flickering down? It is from f- which direction is, is the light coming from? It's nothing to do with an electrical fault or maybe the bulb needing replacing. It is absolutely Hold on, proof. are you talking about... Uh, the street light. The street light, absolutely. So the street light flickers. I'm so glad you're with me. Yes, so an oh, alien sorry. is clearly trying to communicate to us that there is something going on. And I think it is my duty to bring it to Bundaberg. Because if something catastrophic does happen, and I'm not acting on it, there is no crop circles here. There is no visions that we've been having. Let me act on it on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the Bundaberg Regional Council, there's a light that's about to die in one of the street lights out near that roundabout. Can you repair it? 
sorted. I've sorted it out. No, you absolutely not. have not. Remember those loud booms that were happening at night? Yeah, fine. This is all connected. It's and all you con- may laugh at me. You may say that I've gone absolutely crazy, but just you wait. Mark my words, JB. If something happens... It's on you well, for not ch- believing me. Chalk it down, folks. Two years was the amount of time it took Jules to absolutely lose the plot. <laughs> that was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Uh, I'm deep in a train of thought because I feel a little bit embarrassed of something I did the other day. You embarrassed never. I embarrassed us. Uh, at, oh, no. Don't at, bring me into this. At an event, the guy I was talking to must have thought, What an idiot. Oh, what a loser! So quite often when uh, I'm out and about meeting people, they'll be I'll be like, "Hey, I'm JB." They're like, "Oh, JB and Jules," and yep. they link us. Of course, it's yep. uh, we've got a song. It's yes. bloody plastered everywhere. Yeah, we uh, attach at the hip. Usually, we are forever linked. And so when you'd probably get it as well if you'd say, "Hey, I'm Jules," and yep. oh, from JB and Jules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes sense. It does make sense. And uh, usually, yeah, usually people they'll look at me. I'm like, "Yes, from the radio." Sometimes <laughs> people get confused. They're like, "Which one's JB? Which one's Jules?" I've had that. As well, because they're interchangeable names, I guess. I suppose they are, but um, you don't often hear a bloke with the name Jules, but uh, it's mm. not, I wouldn't say it's a common not name, super common, no, not, not common for a bloke at all. But um, uh, the other day, I, I met someone at an event. Um, mm-hmm. I walk up, I introduce myself, I say, G'day, JB, and they go, Hey, Jules, and I went, <laughs> and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of that conversation. Wait, 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 wait. So you said JB. And he went. He said Jules. And he went, in, you know, J- JB and Jules. Jules and I went, <laughs> yeah, and left the conversation y- at that you point. You left. Well, I went, After introducing yourself, you left. You laughed and you walked off. I laughed and then they were starting the event or whatever. So I had it. So it sort of ended there. But I sort right. of ended it just going, <laughs> good joke, friend. Mm-hmm. Nice mm-hmm. to meet you. Yep, yep. Um, then I'm sitting there and one of his colleagues says, hey, Jules, uh, what did you get? <laughs> and I've gone, Oh, oh. Shit. his name is Jules, and this guy has come up. In, he had no idea who I was. He doesn't listen to Triple M. He's <laughs> How walked, dare he? He's walked up to this guy who, first of all, introduces himself with a nickname, mm. and then second of all, gets cack- laughed at, cackles at his name. So to that guy who's probably not listening, he probably <laughs> thinks I'm the biggest knob. And I'm so sorry on behalf of old Jules. <laughs> what else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? I can't believe we missed this, JB. Over Christmas, what a gift Bundy got. Turns out Paradise Dam, we're building it back up to paradise. Obviously, Paradise Dam's been a very contentious issue mm-hmm. ever since we, we arrived here. Um, the the dam was classed as unsafe, so it was lowered, which then resulted in a lot of our farmers having less uh, water access, which made it tough to grow their crops, which impacts everyone. But on Christmas Eve, this man was working his guts out. Mr. Tom Smith, good morning, my friend. How are you doing? Uh, JB and Jules, good morning. The Gunners, early in the morning. That's yeah. the way to start the day. <laughs> well, Paradise, I decided would I go Paradise City or would I go Choir Boys? Yeah. There's a lot of good rock songs about Paradise. Uh, uh, I earn my money on the Choir Boys, I've got to yeah, be honest. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, now, for the future, we can do this for you, Tom. This is awesome news for the Queensland Fruit Bowl. What does it mean exactly, Tom, for the for the people of Bundy moving forward? Oh, look, this is massive. You know, Paradise Dam, as you said, it's always been the number one issue in our region when we talk about water security and growing industry into the future. So many jobs in Bundaberg rely on our growers and and what they produce, and so many families out there are tied to water security in this region. So by building Paradise Dam, 
back up to its original capacity. We're making sure that we're given that safety there for, for water security, making sure our growers can continue to do what they do best. But also, we're building for that future industry, which will see high-tech, high-skilled, high-wage jobs in Bundaberg for Bundy locals. Yeah, it's a good one to punch that. And I, for a while when we first got here, it seemed to be a lot of finger-pointing going, you you do mm. it. It's, it's a great move that it's actually getting done now instead of going, who, who who's going to fix it? It's just getting done. Now, when can we actually mm. expect the completion? Well, I think that, that's exactly right, JB. You know, my thing when I came in, the, the dam had to go down because of the essential works, and that was a decision that was made. And my job was to make sure that I listened to our growers. I worked with cane growers, uh, people like Bree Grammer from BSDG, um, Tommy Marlin, who's a great fellow as well in town, making sure that we could work together to get the result that we all wanted. So we've got that. And thank you to, to Minister Butcher and the Premier as well. I, I took a call from the Premier a couple of days before Christmas, and she said, Tom, she said, Tom we're going to build it back up. And what we'll see is in 2024, we'll probably start works on the spillway itself but they're also talking about doing the apron work. So that's a big slab of concrete that runs from the base of the spillway that we need to fix up. During the 2013 floods, that actually disappeared. That's, that's how bad of a state the dam was in at that time. So we'll probably start works on that apron about 2023, and then we'll see the rest of the works on the spillway 2024. And that's hopefully two to three wet season, uh, seasons, mm. and then we, we've got it up. So that's the big thing. I know it, it seems like a while away when we say 2024, but... We're already in 2022. Yeah, it's um, scary. Yeah, but the, the world moves quickly on us. So it's going to take a little bit of time. We understand that. What uh, What's the plan for the farmers? What do they do in the interim? Well, the big thing is is that the water allocations are, are full again. And we saw that with that rain that came down late last year. That water allocations are, are back to that high mark that the, the growers really need. And that's a great relief to them because we just want our growers to be able to know that they can do what they do best with that water security there. Yeah. So the allocations are restored, which is very important. Paradise Dam is at its um, lowered height, but it's at its full capacity of its lowered height. And they know that that 300,000 megs will be back there in a number of years to come. And that's, that's what's wonderful. so important. Yeah, that's awesome and great news to hear. Good on yep. you, Tom Smith, our local member. And uh, we'll show you out on this one, hey? <laughs> Headbanging, of course. Good on you, Tom Smith, member for Bundy. They're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. I have a big question for you, Jules. Okay. You are going to decide the fate of Bundaberg and which Fred Brophy story they hear. Ooh, a choose your own adventure. Now, for those that don't know, Fred Brophy, he's well known for the, the boxing tents. It's the final, it's the last boxing tent, legal boxing tent circling around the world. It's unbelievable. This guy has been a carny for years. He's been at all of the big entertainment places. He's like the greatest showman. Yeah, he's of seen Australia. some things. Uh, but we're now pretty well known for his boxing. And on Friday, I was lucky enough to go ahead to Across the Waves for their Rugby League luncheon. It's the major fundraiser for the Across the Waves Tigers as they get set to go on their 2022 season. Oh, yes, boss, boss, boss. Yep, they're looking to get a good squad together. They may have been recruiting. Nice, you're going to be part of it? Oh, JB's playing footy this season. One of the blokes was like, if you play, there'll be a big target on you. I was like, good, good. (laughs) Just love to hear that. I love it. No, I love it. But um, Fred Brophy was one of the special guests alongside Alan Langer and uh, Daryl the Big Mom Broman. Oh, hello. Alan Langer knows how to party, I'll say that much. But um, <laughs> but uh, Fred Brophy is there, and he, and he told some amazing stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to retell them all, but I only have time for one this morning. Okay. 
Uh, so it's up to you to to decide which one you want. Oh, are you Sto- torn between stories? I'm torn between which story to tell. Okay. Story number one mm-hmm. involves a mouse circus <laughs> yep. and getting shut down by the RSPCA. <laughs> story two involves a missing finger oh. and an attempted escape from prison. Well, I want to hear both of these. Would you Would you like to go? It's it's a tough one. But, oh, uh, yeah. What do I pick? I'm going to pick the second story. Story number two. Yes, story please. Story number two. It's a, very, it's a good story. That's a prison story. Yes, and the but, finger. So I don't know how much is true in the stories he tells, but Fred Brovey is missing half his little finger on both sides. Really? He said the other one has an even better story. I don't know what that is. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but um, he's missing half a finger, and he was saying that back in the day he was in prison. He was actually in the same cell block as Chopper Reed back in the day. Wow. But yeah, but um, he was missing half a finger, and that's because at one point he decided that he wanted to escape prison. Oh, my God. He's dug under the ground. So, He's so, found an escape route. And, and, a, and a rat bit his finger off. The stories are combined. No. <laughs> so so he was working in the kitchen. Someone had told him that um, if you get a job in the kitchen, you'll never go hungry. So he told mm-hmm. him he could cook, went in there. That's where he learned how to cook. Someone then said it's nearly impossible to escape from the prison. However, if you get hurt, they'll take you down to the hospital oh. and it's easier to escape from there. Now so this, deliberately get hurt. So, this, so so Fred's there in the kitchen, decide to cut his own little finger off. Oh. He's cut half it off uh, and gone, hey, guys, I've hurt myself. So the guards have taken him down to the hospital. It was walking distance, so they walked him down to the hospital. How deep was this cut? No, he cut it off. Oh. He cut the tip of his finger off. Ow. So to the other side of the finger deep. And then some. Um, so I've walked him down to the hospital and um, the nurse is there and she's going, all right, guys, you're going to have to leave him with me. And he's going, how good's this? I'm going to be left alone with the nurse. Here's my chance. I'll be able to jump straight out the window and I'll be out of here. Yep. So um, so she's going, all right, stand back. And then she's going, oh, but you need to take his cuff off that hand because so I can fix it. Okay. And he's going, how good's this? Yes. I'm going to be cuff free, off, I'm ready Released. to go. Um, and he said he's sitting there in the bed, got his hand up, ready to get stitched up. And just as the guards are about to leave the room, one handcuffs him to the bed. So he's sitting there, gets fixed up, couldn't escape anywhere. So all in all, bloke cut his finger off for no reason (laughs) (laughs) whatsoever. Uh, Cracking choice, Jules. Maybe I'll bring the other one next week. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? As you're driving along Walker Street there, maybe you're coming up to Olsen's Corner. Oh, good day. You know the spot? That yep. was Jess's old stomping ground for oh, work. Oh, the, the food works. It's yeah, there's for. the food work, there's the TAB, there's the pharmacy. Rise the, the Bakehouse, their beautiful coffee. They do do a good, and they give mm. you a Biscoff biscuit as it's well. It's so yum. Uh, the Subway's there, you can oh. go and get a sub. Plenty going Foodie on. Foodie galore. Plenty going on in Olsen's Corner. Of the food works as well, mm. we're not even sponsored by them, apparently do pre-made cob loaves. Oh, stop yeah, it. Yeah, down there, do a pre-made cob loaf. Oh. You just go and pick it up, put sort it in the Sort out oven. your picnic, your barbecue. Done. Easy as. But um, there is a block, and it's a little bit of an eyesore just opposite Olsen's Corner there. Yes. Do you know that empty block? Yes. Bit of overgrown grass, bit of no- well, nothing. Nothing's really. happening there, right? Yeah. Well, there's actually plans to change that. Okay. In fact, um, this is a big – there's been a lot of strings of, of places looking for approval uh, right. in terms of new buildings and new structures. But um, 
basically what they're looking to do is put in a brand new childcare centre. Okay. Yeah. Hasn't there been like a couple more childcare proposals recently? There have been a few. So there's one over Bundy North that's looking to get approved and um, yep. this is another one. So an application was submitted on Monday to Bundaberg Regional Council for this to be built on uh, 60 Walker Street. So basically on the good side of things is what it'll do is it'll provide space for about 150 kids and create more than 20 jobs. Well, so that's great. It's all good news. But um, yeah, there is another childcare centre, as you said, Bell Eden Estate looking to get yes. one as well. So. It's um, it's a fair bit. What do you think about using that space as a childcare centre? I mean, clearly there's demand, right, there for a fair few more childcare places. Maybe parents are struggling to fit their kids in, and that's why they're doing it. But yeah, well, um, you're not going to um, you're not going to build build a business if you don't think you're going to fill it up. Clearly, away, there's right? demand. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, in saying that, there's a lot of space that well, the we have one of the worst rental rates in. In Australia, yeah. in Queensland. So, Bundy's in like the top four of the worst places to get a rental in Queensland. Exactly. So it makes you think, should we be using these sort of spaces to put more housing or or is the, is the childcare shelter. part even worse? So it um, makes you wonder if we're just using all this land for childcare centres. But as you said, if the need's there. But uh, one massive issue yeah. with this happening. What? Uh, what the hell are Bundy Bowl and Leisure going to do with the giant bowling pin? Oh, no. Their stuff. Where's are that going to go? Are they going to keep it? Where's that going to go? I don't know is where it Get bowled over. Where, where? <laughs> Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Something that I've noticed that uh, the dog of my household, Hopkins, and someone having a big night out on the town in Bundy have in common. Oh, God. <laughs> They're both legless. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so uh, I've mentioned Hopkins, um, my housemate Christina's dog, a couple of times here on the show. And he's a beautiful dog. He's a Border Collie cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a stray, so we're not sure what happened to his his fourth leg. Yeah, but he might have been a bit inquisitive. It's one of his. It's his front left. Is it his front fr- left? Yeah, front left leg is missing. But he yeah. he, he, mate, he gets by. He gets lives by. a good life now. He's it's amazing how they boy. adapt. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, my housemate's currently overseas. She's getting married in Canada. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Negative 20 degrees, so slightly different to Bundaberg at the moment. Yeah, they have wedding hoodies there, apparently. Mm. And um, so it's been up to me to ensure the dog's fed, he's looked mm. after, he's walked, all those sorts of things. Which I'm sure is a very grueling task for uh, you, having yes. to care for a little dog that's happy to see you every oh, time well, we get home. sometimes he's a little bit whiny, but um, the, his favourite activity is, of course, going for a walk. I wasn't sure whether it would be for a dog with three legs. I wouldn't, wasn't sure whether it'd be he gets, a little bit mm. difficult, but he... he he actually does get keen for a walk like, like most he, dogs. He certainly does. He gets a little bit tired sometimes. My dogs and... punish me if I don't walk them. If I don't walk, <laughs> so mine are in that big a routine that I walk on most Sunday mornings. We didn't yesterday. If I don't, ripped up pair of jocks. Mm-hmm. We'll cop that. Should have yep. walked us. Yeah, absolutely. They'll tell you. He um he can't lift his leg because he can't you know cock his leg like a like a boy and do a wee yeah. and he can't sort of do the squat like a female does so what Why he does not? Can't he? I just picture he'd lower down like a trike he like a, so imagine like a table that's sort of folding in and you've got three legs at the table and yeah. there's a bit of a bend to the table so he sort of pushes all his weight forward. into the bottom and then <laughs> yeah. something comes out but we were walking around the block having a great time he bounces along and there was a moment where he got the lead caught in his one front leg. Yeah. And what I've normally done with, you know, my old dog that passed away is what you do is you lift up the leg, yep. you take the lead from out of them, and, and then it's untangled it. and you keep going on your way. Yeah. One thing I forgot is he only has one front leg. So I did exactly that. 
And the poor dog, what he does? Well, he has no balance in his front legs. He's like a wheelbarrow. He face plants onto the nature strip and it's exactly like a guy that might have a big night out in Bundy. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Look, Jules, I like to think I'm a relatively progressive person. Mm-hmm. I like to think I'm on board with moving forward and uh, in in a lot of facets. Now, right. One, um, but I do I do honestly think there are some sometimes points where we're trying to be so politically correct that yep. we just end up doing stupid stuff. We dance around saying certain things. Like something, I'm doing it right now. I'm half scared to say certain <laughs> things because some Just idiot, let it out, JB. Some, Clearly you've been worked up. Oh, well, some toss will get offended at anything you say and do these days. It's out of control. I sound like my bloody granddad. Sound, mm-hmm. like, sound like my dad. But um, What's got your bonnet? Well, well, what's got to be in my bonnet is the fact that there are two brand new emojis that are welcome to the world. Now, every off, every now and then, Apple will do an update and they'll bring new emojis. So for ah, those that yes. don't know, these are little pictures. They started off with little smiley faces, love hearts, and they've expanded to this whole world of ridiculous little pictures that you can use in your text messages. There was the uproar when there wasn't the redhead emoji yep. for the boy so, and so the girl. So they brought in the redhead yep. emoji, uh, but now they have brought in the official pregnant man emoji. Oh, God! No, God, please, no, no, no. What? Why? I don't. (laughs) Why? What? Why? Did I hear this correct? A pregnant man. Pregnant man emoji. A pregnant man. There's a range. She comes in all all shades of skin tone and hair color. That's what we need. That's covered. um, Caressing his beautiful pregnant belly. Now, this is. I'm sorry, but why did. Why? This is said (laughs) to be used for representation by trans men. Oh. Non-binary people or women with short hair. So, so for trans men that have, so if they've, if they've, if they're transgender from yep. a woman to a man, but have kept their organs and have felt fallen pregnant. Right. So for, it's very them, niche. There's, I understand they're trying to cover all bases, but sometimes I get frustrated that I don't know what hair color my emoji fits into. Am I the darkest brown? Am I the blonde? No, I'm not. I'm somewhere in between. So why can't they create that? But they have a pregnant man emoji, which I'm pretty sure is not possible. Do you know what's truly upsetting? The pregnant man has a mustache. How dare you? If I feel pregnant... <laughs> How dare you? I may not have a mustache at that time. It, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. So I found out a way to fix it. Okay. I found a perfect way to fix it. Instead of calling it the pregnant man emoji, yes. let's call it the beer lover man emoji. Oh, that's much more that acceptable. That makes complete sense. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy. Or subscribe here to get all the best bits.